0: hello hello hello, and welcome to the bonus part of today's FYI where we're talking about one of my favorite things ice cream that's right I'm giving you guys the scoop on ice cream (laughs) yeah I know I know I made another corny joke but did you get it at least Well, a scoop of ice cream is what you call una bola de helado. In fact, the verb is to scoop it, so it makes total sense. But also, if I tell you that I'm going to give you the scoop, I'm going to give you the information. See, guys? You're learning English from my corny jokes. All right, well, let's get right back into it because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I promised you I was going to tell you a couple things. The first one was... Charles Dickens, the famous author, novelist, Charles Dickens, the author of A Tale of Two Cities, A Christmas Carol, and so many more. He, well, as I said, I didn't say that he didn't like ice cream because nobody has either confirmed or denied that he liked ice cream. But he did say that he was not impressed With the way Italians ate ice cream. Again, he wasn't making a comment on the taste, but he was making a comment on how ice cream is eaten and how it can be messy. Messy is que te llenas por todas partes. And Mr. Dickens? That's half the fun. Esa es la parte divertida. You're supposed to get ice cream all over yourself. Yeah, well, in 1841, Charles Dickens said that Italians licking ice cream, to lick la mer licking ice cream, looked like babies suckling on a breast. Mamando. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's a writer. He had to be descriptive. And he also criticized them for consuming it throughout the year. I don't want to say it, but it sounds like Charles Dickens is a bit of a hater. So what is this business about a golden spoon? I mean, well, first of all, who can afford a golden spoon? Permitirse el lujo. I can't afford a golden spoon well an ice cream tester can if they want to be a true ice cream tester then they must use a golden spoon now why is this well according to scientists there's a reason typical spoons typical metal spoons, the ones you buy, well, at the corner store, they have impurities in them that can affect the aftertaste. We looked at the word aftertaste in the beer episode. El regusto, ese sabor que viene después. They say that a spoon made of gold gives you the purest, most neutral taste for the ice cream. Uh, It won't taste like metal or plastic. Obviously, if you're going to test ice cream out, a plastic spoon, well, is going to have a bit of that plastic flavor. So if you want to be a true ice cream connoisseur, you better get yourself a golden spoon, my friend. Now, we all know that Ben & Jerry's changed the game because, well, just the names of their ice cream flavors. Chocolate chip cookie dough. That's awesome. It's la masa de los cookies. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Chubby hubby. I love that one. Uh, marido gordo. That's me. Hey, wait a second. They're describing me. Chubby hubby. Uh, chunky monkey. There's one that uh, describes my daughter. <laughs> chunky. Regordita. Y monkey is mono or mona, right? What I call my daughter. I call her a little monkey. So I got to tell you something. Now that I look at it, You guys can learn a lot of cool vocabulary just by learning the different Ben and Jerry's flavors. We all know they changed the game, but do we know how much they changed the game? Well, yeah, the year was 1978, and these best buddies, Mejores Amigos, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield, decided that they wanted to start a company. They were considering opening a bagel company. Bagel is Los Panecillos estos de Estados Unidos. But when they looked at the equipment, it was way too costly. Costly is another way to say expensive. So they opted for to opt for is to choose. It's another way to say to choose. They opted for opening an ice cream shop. And as I said in the first part of the show, they opened an ice cream shop or an ice cream parlor in a converted gas station in Vermont, in the northeast of the United States. And they wanted their ice cream to be handmade, yes, but also they couldn't afford the machinery. So their ice cream had big chunks, tropezones in it. That was part of the marketing, but the chunks were as little as they could be. What happened? People fell in love with these chunks. And All the big ice cream makers at that time had to get new machines or reprogram their machines to make ice cream with chunks because the machines they had before that made the ice cream smooth. They didn't want any bits or pieces or chunks in it until Ben and Jerry's came along and said, guys, you want chunks, trust me. And they changed the game forever they made the whole business change the game as well also Ben and Jerry's are big into charity so they I know they donate a lot of money they're always uh, involved in different causes okay I also told you I was gonna give you some vocabulary some of the most common toppings I think the most common toppings, at least in the United States, would be sprinkles. That's up to you if you want rainbow sprinkles or if you want chocolate sprinkles. Now, first, let's look at the word sprinkle. To sprinkle something, I think of powder. Espolvorear, rociar, esparcir. So, to sprinkle something, which is pretty interesting because that's what you do. You sprinkle Sprinkles on the ice cream, and I think in Spanish you say granas, right? They're these little colorful little things that you put on top of the ice cream to give it a little texture. And as I said before, you have rainbow, which is son los coloridos, los de multicolores, rainbow sprinkles, chocolate sprinkles. And I'm sure nowadays they have every kind of sprinkle you could possibly imagine out there. Another common one is hot fudge. Hot fudge. Now, as I said, I'm not a big chocolate lover, so I I, got to say fudge is not my thing. And fudge is a confection. It's ganache, I think you say. It's caramelo de dulce de leche, but it's got chocolate in it. So if it's chocolate fudge, for me, I've got to say it's a little too thick. I think you say espeso. But there's a reason that it's one of the most common toppings. A lot of people put hot fudge sauce on their brownies as well. And then you put a scoop of ice cream on top of that. Yeah, I know what you were thinking. Another topping is nuts. You've got walnuts, all kinds of nuts, frutos secos, walnuts, pistachios, cashews, which are anacardos. Some people like caramel as well. Let's not confuse caramel with hot fudge because hot fudge would be like a chocolate kind of sauce and caramel would be like you say caramelo. It's more of like a golden color. I'm not a big fan of those sauces or syrups myself. I pass on those. I am a fan nevertheless of Oreos. Oh man. Now, this is a funny one because when I moved to Spain, people would say, Get us Oreo? And I was like, What is Oreo? Oreo. I don't know what that is. And then I realized they were saying Oreo. That's right, Oreo cookies. I mean, I think everybody here can agree with me Oreos taste good on everything. Well, maybe not everything. <laughs> There's another very common topping Oreos. Uh, in the United States, peanut butter as well, crema de cacahuete. As we said before, cookie dough, whipped cream. There's another one, whipped cream, as you say, nata, I believe. And if you want to get fancy, you can put a cherry on top. And that's a great one to teach you the idiom la guinda. We say the cherry on top, which is something you say, when uh, something is a really good situation or a bad situation. Of course, your tone will determine if you're saying, oh, and do you want to know the cherry on top? Es algo malo. Pero si dices, and the cherry on top is we're going to leave. So your tone will say if la guinda es algo bueno o malo. En inglés puede ser cualquiera. The cherry on top. And speaking of sweets, another way to say it, the icing on the cake, el glacé en la tarta. Ooh, those of you who have a sweet tooth, I imagine that you've already opened up your freezer and you've gotten yourself an ice cream. I guarantee it. Ice cream can also be served in many different ways. As we said in the first part of the show, we said in dishes, a dish would be tarina in Spanish, I believe, tarina. You can also get them in in a bowl if you're hungry. In fact, you can get them in an edible bowl as well. Edible is comestible. That's the whole idea behind the cone. That's why I always get it in a cone. Yeah, I know. I know you've got to eat it faster, but that's no problem for me. (laughs) The great thing about the cone is exactly that. There's no mess. You eat it and you eat the dish that it's in as well. No waste. See, you're being eco-friendly. So where did this idea for cones start? In English, we call them cones or the, the thicker ones are the waffle cones. Waffle is la palabra gofre. And we would have to go back to the 1904 World's Fair. In the 1904 World's Fair, an ice cream vendor, now this is according to legend, you know, everything always has a nice story when you look back on it in history, but according to legend, an ice cream vendor at the fair ran out of the cardboard dishes. Now, he had cardboard dishes, so we looked at the word dish, and cardboard is the papel, de carton cardboard dishes so he ran out of them so he couldn't serve his ice cream anywhere and he had a line of people who wanted ice cream so he went to the booth next door the booth is el puesto and it was a syrian guy the syria and he was making waffles so he said to the guy hey why don't we roll these waffles up and we can put the ice cream in there and we'll split the profits Hablando de la palabra split, dividir. Remember, we said, let's split a banana split. So the waffle cone, look at that. We say in English, necessity is the mother of all invention. And it's so true. So many inventions have come from necessity. But a cone is just... My favorite way to eat it. As I said, I'm a pretty boring, simple guy because I just like vanilla ice cream. Maybe a cherry on top or something. But that's about it. But you can get creative. In the United States, we put ice cream on top of our apple pie or on top of apple crumble or any of our desserts. If you want a dessert with ice cream on top of it, in the United States, we say a la mode. So you would say, I'd like an apple pie a la mode. And a la mode means with ice cream. Have you ever tried that? Oh my God, it is heavenly. Apple pie, nice warm apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. Oh my God, I could die and go to heaven after that one. But don't forget about ice cream shakes or milkshakes. Uh, as we call them in the United States. And remember, ice cream has a lot of different forms. It's not just in cones or in dishes or in tubs, but you can also get it in a glass. Yeah, a milkshake, un batido, right? Or you can get it in the form of a cake. Have you ever had an ice cream cake? Those are yummy. Or what about a sundae? Ooh, that's pretty good. A sunday has got a lot of different toppings. See, that's my problem. Once I have to share a Sunday with somebody, then the picky guy is always like, I want vanilla with vanilla. And my friends are like, no, man. Let's get some variety, that especially nowadays when you go to an ice cream parlor and they have 75 flavors another one that's very popular in the united states is an ice cream soda or an ice cream float and this is where you take a coca-cola now i know a lot of you guys are going to say what this is disgusting Don't knock it till you tried it. Como decimos en inglés, no lo critiques hasta que lo hayas probado. Don't knock it till you try it. An ice cream float or an ice cream soda is exactly what it sounds like. In both cases, ice cream float, el helado flota, and ice cream soda. So, es un helado con refresco. Think about this Coca Cola. Or root beer, one that they use a lot in the United States, is root beer. Have you ever heard of this stuff? It's very popular. They call it a root beer float. And it's zarza parrilla, you say. Well, it's that with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. But you can do it with Coca-Cola. You can do it with anything. And you're thinking, Alberto, but that's going to, man, that's going to rot your teeth. Yeah, but it tastes good and it's refreshing. I don't recommend that you have ice cream sodas every single day, but if you've never tried one, I highly recommend you try this American invention. I didn't mention ice pops or ice lollies, as my British friends say, right? We can say popsicles or ice pops, and these I think in Spanish would be polos, and it depends on what you consider ice cream here. Now, personally, me... I'm not a stickler for the rules. Yo no soy muy serio con las reglas. So for me, an ice pop is ice cream too. But I guarantee there are a few people out there who will say, technically, that is not ice cream. There's no cream in it and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if you're hot and you're sweating and you need to cool down and you just want to relax and go back to your childhood and remember some of your earliest memories... All you have to do is have an ice cream, an ice pop, or any frozen treat like that, and I'm telling you, it'll bring you way back to when you were a kid. There's something very nostalgic about ice cream. But it's not all butterflies and rainbows, my amigos. There is a downside to ice cream. Well, if you're lactose intolerant, sure. The good news, they make ice cream without lactose these days. But there's another thing that I don't think anybody can escape, and that is brain freeze. Now, I don't know if you have an idea or a concept for this, uh, excuse me, a word for this idea or concept. Brain freeze. I'll explain it to you because it's the best way to look at it. Brain freeze is when you eat ice cream or you drink a slushy. There's another one for you, granizado, and you eat it too fast or you drink it too fast, and then you get like this crazy headache all of a sudden. Cuidado con la pronunciacion, no es headache, sino headache. And it's caused by eating ice cream or consuming something that's very cold too fast. And I've gotten brain freeze. So many times, you'd think I learned my lesson, but I just can't help it. No lo puedo evitar. I see an ice pop, an ice cream, and I devour it. I wolf it down. Engullir is to wolf down. Okay, well, here, according to word reference, which I highly recommend, if you guys don't use word reference, um, it's not perfect. I've seen some translations where I said, "Eh, well, not exactly. But it is a really good resource. It's called wordreference.com. And here they say congelación cerebral. But do you guys use that for real? Because for us, it's a real thing. The struggle is real. La lucha es de verdad. Brain freeze. Try and avoid it. You can't. Well, guys, we've got to get going. But I just wanted to give you the scoop on ice cream. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, if you have any suggestions on episodes you want to hear in the future, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you, as always. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI. Hang on, hang on! Bring that music back in! How could I forget about my amigos? Special thanks to Augusto Hernandez for the song, Souvenir. Also, my amigo Nacho for lending me his voice and expertise in editing. Now, the show is officially over. See you next week! Tengo que reconocer que... i